podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is World Cup Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the World Cup. I'm Mark Smith. These are your World Cup headlines for Monday the 19th of December. Argentina have won the 2022 World Cup after beating France in one of the most dramatic finals in history. Argentina cruised to a 2-0 lead and looked like seeing the game out without any issue before Kylian Mbappe scored twice in the last 10 minutes to take the game to extra time. Lionel Messi scored his second goal of the game to put Argentina ahead again in the 108th minute. A second Mbappe penalty two minutes from the end of extra time meant the game went to penalties. Once there, Argentina held their nerve to win their first World Cup since 1986. That game brought an end to a tournament that has had some thrilling moments on the pitch, if beset with issues off it. An estimated cumulative 3.5 billion people watched the tournament, with over an estimated 1.5 billion tuning in for the final. In total, 172 goals were scored, with Kylian Mbappe scoring the most of any single player with eight, while Lionel Messi won a golden ball for best player. All eyes will now turn to North America, who will host the tournament in 2026. Lionel Messi has said he will continue his international career, deciding not to bow out on the ultimate high after delivering Argentina's third World Cup at his fifth attempt. He said, I'm not going to retire from the national team. I want to keep playing as world champions in an Argentina shirt. And Gareth Southgate will remain as England manager until after the European Championships in 2024. The FA is confirmed. He said he was conflicted about his future in the role after England's World Cup exit. A statement from FA Chief Exec Mark Bullingham said, Gareth and Steve Holland have always had our full support and our planning for the Euros starts now. Those Euros qualifiers start with Italy away in Naples in March. Those are your headlines. Okay, where else to start? One of the most dramatic... One of the most exciting finals I've ever seen. Certainly the most dramatic World Cup final I've ever seen. Phenomenal. A game that wasn't great for 80 minutes. It looked very one-sided. looked as though potentially that virus that had spread through the France squad, like that might have taken hold a little bit. They looked slow. They looked lethargic. They didn't look sharp at all. They looked disinterested at points. Argentina were the opposite. They were dogged. They were pressing high. They were winning the ball back. They were getting tackles in. They looked great. And we thought it was cruising to a 2-0 win and, you know, that was it. A bit of a damp squib. And then with 10 minutes left, all hell breaks loose. And it turns into one of the most entertaining finals that I can remember. Fantastic. Fantastic advert for football. Great for it to happen in a final with so many people watching. I think that game will... It will have added millions of new fans to this sport, particularly in places like North America where... Football certainly isn't in the top two or three sports just yet. It will be at some point, but not just yet. Yeah, a great advert for football. And normally it feels very twee to say this, you know, to, when you say that, oh, well, the, the runners-up have been part of a good game and they should be very proud. But actually, in this instance, I think they should be. I think there was an issue with France. I think that there probably was something with that virus going around, that, that sickness bug going around. I'm sure we'll hear about it more in due course. But they managed to go toe-to-toe with Argentina despite that. Being 2-0 down in the cup final is demoralising for anyone. If you've also got that entwined with it, yeah, I mean, they did very well to stay in that game. They did incredibly well to get to penalties, I think. And they should be very proud. They've been part of a fantastic game, a fantastic tournament. Truth be told, it's been really great on the pitch. And I think, uh, yeah, disappointed for them. But for Argentina, this is this is huge. You, you saw the reactions at the end of the game. We're a football-mad country here in England. I think it's the same over there. 
They've waited a long time for this tournament as well, a long time for this trophy. It's a big deal, and you just see the outpouring of emotion. The first tournament since Maradona has not been with us. It, it, doesn't, it means a lot, and, you know, I think that they deserved it on the day. And, yeah, good tournament. Let's hear from Tom Rennie to talk about the tournament more generally. Tom is a broadcaster and host of Week in the Tackle on Sirius XM. Here he is with a summary of the World Cup. I think you've got to assess this World Cup from two different perspectives. We were always going to have to do that, as we did in Russia, to a point, to be fair. And the country has a terrible human rights record. People died in the building of the stadiums unnecessarily. And the concept of homosexuality being illegal is abhorrent to most right-minded people. So, you know, you can't disassociate Qatar from that which is only right. It's what they would have wanted. They would like us to only talk about the football. That's why sports washing is very effective. The World Cup trophy being held by the Emir, passed to Gianni Infantino, then passed to Lionel Messi, was kind of the point of the entire exercise. So issues remain, and Qatar as a football nation had no business having the World Cup. Their team was an embarrassment to the tournament. And the fact that all the stadiums were in walking distance of each other and one was being dismantled before the tournament even finished shows you everything you need to know about the sporting legacy we're going to get in Qatar post-World Cup. On the field, there were some really good stories. Morocco going to the semi-final chief among them. Lionel Messi finally winning the World Cup. The other, the fact that two or three star players, including Messi and Kylian Mbappe, came to the fore was also a brilliant story. But in the end, I think the World Cup was won by a bang average team with the greatest player of all time up front. I think that a lot of the big name teams didn't quite deliver. There weren't too many particularly classic games. Um, Look, the World Cup is the World Cup. Football remains the best sport in the world. There were some good moments, and I think in the end it's going to be a mid-level World Cup. It wasn't as good as the likes of France 98, but certainly wasn't as poor on the entertainment perspective as South Africa 2010. Did we get a great team win it? No. Did we get a great player win it? Yes, we did. Did we get one of the greatest World Cup finals in recent memory? Yes, we did, but... It's very difficult ever to disassociate it from Qatar having it, the fact that football really could have been played anywhere and they had no business having it. As well, it's worth noting as an English man that England's World Cup campaign was totally irrelevant. Beyond the victory over Iran, nothing really happened apart from the fact that we didn't get beat by the USA on Thanksgiving. And as someone who works in America a lot, I I thank my lucky stars and stripes for that. Six out of ten for me. That all right? That was Tom Rennie, broadcaster and host of Week in the Tackle on Sirius XM. OK, then, let's move on. Finally, we'll go with Gareth Southgate. He's decided to remain as England manager. He wanted to take a bit of time before committing. He's taken that time. He has now committed. The qualifiers start in March. I think it's brilliant for England. I think he's the right man for the job. I don't think he's the greatest manager in the world, but I think he's the guy for us currently. I don't think there's, a, I do not think there is a better alternative out there, particularly if the FA are hell bent on keeping it English and having an English coach. So there's, there's very few options. But despite that, even if there were great options, Southgate is still a a very very good reappointment. Southgate's got English football into a really good state, a state where players want to play for the country where fans are tuning in in record numbers because they're not just watching the the country 
that is representing them. They're watching a team of players who are playing well and who are likeable. All these things do matter. And I think he's the right man for it. And um, yeah, excited to see what happens next. All right, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back same time tomorrow on more World Cup Whistleblowers Daily. Although I think we're going to change the branding back to regular Whistleblowers Daily. Because how long can I go on about the World Cup for now it's finished? Well, let's wait and see. All right, see you tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.